Alright, so we're here at the Whitewater Center. No, uh, no we're gonna truly make quick introductions and we're gonna get into Brandon's life because I know you've all been clamoring with fascination. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, well, I guess I'm not Brandon Davina, but I am next. I am Jack Thomas with Pineapple Consulting Firm. I'm not going to try to top what Russell did for me. So. Nope. I'm Brandon. Hi. <laughs> I'm Brandon. Hi. I used to be a member of the Ford Transplant. Right. <laughs> Takes his headphones. Not so back at the Whitewater <clears throat> Center, we've been inspired, I guess, a little bit. So Brandon recently, uh, you guys probably know, I, I'm doing this like I'm introducing you in this concept, but... Brandon does a lot of boating up on Lake Norman, sailboating, and you not a real races. lake. So you had a <laughs> you had a bad experience. I <laughs> I personally didn't have a bad experience, but others did. <laughs> uh, so we're kind of on the water theme, but share a little bit because I I saw pictures. It was, it was yes. crazy. So I do sailboat racing on Lake Norman, and there was the 150 bridge race. So basically, the race starts from pretty close to the dam, right around the power. What's it, McGuire? It's Mick something when I pass by. <laughs> it's a McDaniel. I've got my own power station. Yeah. Oy vey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it starts around there and then goes up to the 150 bridge and then back. So it's roughly about 18, 20 miles there and back. Nice. If you go straight. If you're in a sailboat, it's about 450 miles there and <laughs> back. <laughs> So sailing slowly going nowhere while taking on water and spending a lot of money yeah. and spilling a lot of beer because that too. And for some reason, it, the sailboats hate beer. <laughs> you got to lighten the load. You look at the, cr the crew and the beer and you're like, which one of you guys is jumping in? <laughs> well, I can make them go overboard. <laughs> so so we went uh, up. It was a great race up 10 mile an hour winds, really solid, not squirrely all the way up there. Turn around on the way back about mm, five minutes into it. The wind goes from about 10 miles an hour to about 30. And Is that downwind at uh, that point? No, oh, we're going oh, into wind. the wind. Oh, yeah. wow. I would have loved to go wow. downwind at that point because that yeah. would have been very manageable. Going into the wind, just so you know, on a sailboat is when you get the, you see the boats on their side. The worst part about the conditions of that day and Lake Norman in general, on the lake, the wind is super shifty. So the wind is constantly moving. If you're looking at a clock, it's going from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock to 10 o'clock. It's going all over the place. And the gusts were going from 10 to 30 within seconds of each other. So wow. it's hard to adjust your rig up to have a s solid sail where you're not just constantly getting slammed on your side. So it's hard to visualize. That's why we need our GoPro. But like when you're sailing up wind, you're, the, the goal is to be as close to the wind as you can be. So your boat is sailing as straight up wind as possible. So when it's shifting from where it should be hitting your sails to all the way on the beam of your boat, which is the side of your boat, it's a whole different experience. Like control wise, how your well, sails are supposed to be trimmed, everything. It's a very hard to control experience yeah and essentially a sail is the same dynamic as an airplane wing yeah so your the wind is kind of foiling off that sail and when it goes from directly in line with the sail and the way the wind's supposed to hit it to hitting it at a 90 degree angle mm -hmm. that's where the boat gets slammed on its side and you dump everybody into the water because yeah. everything you own from the boat is now in the middle of the boat and slamming back and forth but there were some points where boats were completely on their side their keels out of the water and they're just dragging completely sideways down the lake so we started the race with 17 boats and finished with nine wow almost every we had one capsize well not full capsize but 
definitely on its side and uh, crew in the water. We had lots of boats just drop out. I, I was in front of two that were, I watched them go completely sideways. Sails are laying in the water wow. sideways. So is that a function of size of boats or experience or boat or lack or the thereof motion of the or ocean? experience? Uh, well, the, the two, motion of the ocean? The two guys ahead of me were very experienced. I would say, well, the one guy that I watched go completely sideways and drag across the lake, he won the 150 race as he was having a heart attack. So not only did he complete the race, had a heart attack, completed it, got his boat on the dock, had the wherewithal to call the ambulance to have him waiting for him. When he wow. pulled into the... I mean, the only thing that would make it better is when he dove into the water to rescue two other boats. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. there. This was far before my time. But, yeah, he's a very experienced sailor. It just... See, one of those sailors that can only sail if he's having a heart he's, attack. No. He's got an anchor one tattoo on his arm ones. and he eats spinach yeah. out of a can. Yeah. <laughs> one of those guys that just can't Choose. perform unless you're having a heart attack. Choose anchor chain. Yeah, I've never got to do the spring sailboat racing, and it's uh, pretty wild out here. It's been the last four weekends. It's been over 25 miles an hour. That's crazy. Is that common? Uh, not like, usually, because when I'm usually in my boat, it's either five miles an hour or 400 miles I was, an hour. I mean, Charlotte in general is not very windy. No. I mean, yeah. we have windy days, don't get me wrong, but I mean, like, when I lived in Toledo, it was just how windy was it. It wasn't, was it windy or not? It was how hard was the wind going to blow that day? Because it's like Chicago. There's nothing to stop it. Mm. Yeah, and it, it, like I said, it, it wasn't the condition There's of so it being better, Jack. 25 or 30 miles an hour. That's completely doable. It's the it's the gust when yeah, it's going yeah, from 10 yeah. to 30, 10 to 30. It's just you can't. When you are much more exposed on the lake, that there's nothing that stops it when you're out there. Yeah, the only saving grace is we didn't have swells to go with it. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's because, as Russell would say, that's because it's a pond. It's a freaking pond. It is not an ocean. I will Definitely. give it that. It's a freaking pond. A lake. Yeah. Now, to your ocean. point, I mean, same similar like situation. We were del I was delivering a boat down to Chicago one night, and it was about two o'clock in the morning same kind of situation where the wind was actually off our beam so it'd be the 30 degree that you're describing and i hit a wave i was you know optical illusion in the middle of the night you're in the middle of the lake there's one other boat out there and it always seems like this boat is getting closer and closer to you and you don't know who's driving the boat if anyone's driving the boat and i looked down and a wave hit us and i i was steering a 180 degree compass course because that's all you could see and i looked down and i was steering a 90 degree compass course and that meant that the main sail was going to come screaming across at high speeds. And I'm, as you can tell by the gorilla arm comments, I'm quite tall. So if I had been standing in the way, the mast would have hit me right about the temple when it came screaming across. So, yeah, it's really hard to, to account for all that way. <laughs> we were all rooting for that. And you all would have been so yeah. much happier, especially Jack's Fry. Transplants in, Mark. <laughs> well, it's funny. There's a race this weekend, and it's supposed to blow 30. I was going to see if you wanted to come on. Oh, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll sit my big ass on the rail, and we'll, we'll, we'll go flat. See, like, honestly, out of this conversation, like, Russell would probably be a help. Me, I would just be like, which one? Coors Light or Bud Light? Which you right, yeah. Coors Light? Here you go. Drink it's, orders. Don't want you to worry about it. It's funny you should say that because I had a friend that he goes with me because he wants to be a friend and go. And he's there pretty much for the sandwiches and the, the conversation. And I told him the whole way we were going up there, it's, it's calm. And when you're going downwind, the boat's flat. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're on a, you know, there's no tilt to the boat, no nothing. I said, if you guys want to eat, or drink or do anything go to the restroom you have to do it before we get to the bridge because all hell's going to break loose when we turn around 
we get to, I don't know, a half mile before we need to turn around. Oh, I'm going to go down and make sandwiches. Anybody want a sandwich? I'm like, <laughs> man, you need to get your ass up here. <laughs> yeah. It's about to get crazy in about 30 seconds. <laughs> I need your ass on the rail right now. Yeah. I was like, we got work to do. <laughs> this Here's an example of wind. wind. <laughs> but no, that was, uh, that was a pretty wild. And it's the last, like I said, four weekends in a row have been that windy or crazier. We've right. gone out four boats and two come back. <laughs> yeah, the tree, the trees wow. in my yard have all, like, I've had to strap them down. The wind has been so extreme, so I can't imagine what it's like up on Lake Norman yeah, to your Georgia point. Georgia, totally exposed. Different right. Yeah, it's true. Different that's climates, true. different everything. Yeah, yeah. it gets different interesting out there. And you think you're on a lake, like, how much trouble? And that's what I always tell everyone. It's like, if something happens, screw the boat. The shore's right there. Yeah. We're jumping. I have insurance. We'll be fine. Well, and I mean... And I'm speaking not from experience on Lake Norman. I really have never been other than just to, like, the water's edge, not, like, out for any reason. But You can literally walk out from where the boat capsized. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, the boat can sink, and it's deep enough in spots that it, it could go down a long way. But, like, you're never that far from shore. Right. Are there spots where you'd have, like, it, you I mean, have, like, a mile, And mile the mast is now a navigation hazard. Yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're in the middle of the channel, you could maybe have a mile swim. Okay. So it's the worst part. Yeah. That's like your dead middle in the channel, farthest point from all points. Because it's, it's pretty deep, this, though. I mean, that's what. 200? It's a hundred. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't about depth, but like when we go back to like our, and I'm looking at Russell. You can yeah. see as I'm motioning to him, but like our growing up around the Great Lakes, like my fear always when I was out on boats is if something started to happen and you were in that spot where you can't see shore in either direction. Right. If you get disoriented you're really unsure where you're supposed to go from there. And that was always why, you know, we were always very adamant going out, but like- you didn't want case, to stay with the boat as long as it's above water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but- Yeah, I mean, the Coastie, they, we, I mean, we had what are called, which are basically when they get wet, uh, they immediately deploy an antenna and it sends an SOS out to the, uh, and the GPS coordinates to the yeah. Coast Guard. Pings your location. Yeah. So if you go in the water, get knocked unconscious, it's part of your life. So like fancy life s if you hit the water they yeah they deploy mm -hmm. and they have like a little transponder as soon as they get wet they start that's a lot pinging. of fun until it goes off inadvertently just <laughs> yeah. because of a wave a rogue wave that's annoying <laughs> in the morning and damn wave comes up and just launches your uh, your your inflatable vest yeah. and you're like what the hell just happened yeah that was a hundred bucks you think you're gonna eat <laughs> so how big is sailing on the lake like is it are you uh, the only I mean, like, chapter that does races like, no so there's like? three clubs that mainly have sailboat racing there's outriggers which is a virtual club so for people that live on the lake they um, race sailboats in the metaverse yeah is that we wow. do it on, we do it on facebook <laughs> <laughs> now it's a virtual club so if you live on the lake and you don't belong to a club uh you can belong to this virtual club there's lake norman's yacht club and then there's the Peninsula Club. The Peninsula Club, you've got to say with a jutted out jaw, it's very I'll, fancy. I'll be honest, Club. the Peninsula Club is far less uptight than the Yacht Club. Really? Yeah, and the Yacht Club, it looks like a campground. I mean, it's a super nice, like everyone's really nice, it's just the Yacht Club is far more like by the book when it comes to racing. Like, we huh. went out for a race and the wind shifted like two degrees and it's like, oh, we call it. I mean, the race had already started, they called the race and brought everyone back. I'm like, <gasps> really? It's freezing out here. So screw it. Let's this go. This is an example. If you happen to be on a race committee, don't be a... Yeah. Let it roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's freezing out there. I was like, let's go. Come on, man. Yeah. You're just circling around and it's just... Like I said, they're more very 
pomp and circumstance and vary by the rules, but they race the little VVX planing boats, which mm -hmm. they go probably, there was one out there last weekend. He was going about 24 miles an hour. And oh, like, yeah. That thing was screaming across the lake. <laughs> you could water ski behind the damn thing. <laughs> I mean, those are fun. I mean, it's like we used to race lasers in college, and, and they just, all they are is just, they're a sail with, with a, the tiniest little bit of water. Um, well, they complain. So yeah. the thing with the sailboat, why they don't go very fast, is because they plow through the water. Mm -hmm. They never, they're just displacing water, so they never really can get up on top of the water and plane. Even a, a speedboat, yeah. if you can't generate enough speed, the boat will never plane up above the water and break hull speed. So <clears throat> these little dinghies can actually plane. And That's why the, it's neat to watch the America's Cup these days because the, the evolution of those boats are incredible. Yeah, they're going like 28 miles an hour yeah. and like 15 miles an hour wind. Yeah. It's like, how the hell is that even possible? And they've got helmets <laughs> on. There was never even a thought of a helmet yeah. growing up in sailing. And that was on the pretty high-end boats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the, yeah, except for that detail. <laughs> Unless you're on the short boat. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's rethinking his association. All right, so that was your sailing experience, but let's talk about something we're all very proud of, actually. The uh, Charlotte, what, what is the Charlotte, uh, what is our MLS Charlotte team? Foot, football Club. The Football Club? CLC, Spelled FC. proper football with the uh, okay. FU. All right, the Charlotte <laughs> FU Football Club. Brandon just stops right there. That's we about had, what it feels like We had our first, uh, our first match, I guess it's technically called. Home. Uh, home match at the Bank of America Stadium. The the person who did the national anthem through no fault of her own, her mic cut out, and Bank of America Stadium was actually full. And uh, so Brandon was kind enough to send us a, a video where pretty much every single person in the stadium chimed in and, and covered for this this poor woman whose mic had gone out. Mind you, this is the most attended MLS game ever. ever. Seventy, yeah. The, there was. I've been to Panther games and. I've been to the Panther games where they're full, but nothing close to what. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a blue, empty spot in the, the stadium. Right. Yeah. And it was loud, and it it was fun. I'll up front. I'm not a big soccer fan, but it was fun. The experience was good. My son likes soccer, and he was all excited. So it was fun to go see the match and crowd super into it. Real diverse crowd. It wasn't same crowd as going seeing you know. American football. It was a real diverse crowd, so a lot of different countries represented there. But it it was super cool. Everyone was really cool, um, really into the game. And then, as Russell was saying, it national anthem starts, and she gets about three, four words into it, and the mic cuts out. And I swear, within one word, it was immediately the crowd piped up and filled in the rest and was singing. Her mic came back on. She got about mm, five words out. And the crowd had quieted down as soon as her mic came on. As soon as her mic cut out again, one word later, full tilt, everyone was singing a national anthem. It was one of the coolest things I have ever been a part yeah. of or witnessed. It was super. It was like one of those, like, uh, you get the chills, you're watching it. And it's, yeah, I was, I was actually thinking the whole time. I was like, see, we're not as uh, divided as I think we are. At least for as, as diverse as the crowd was, and you wouldn't think that the national anthem would be saying that loud and, like I said, without hesitation, it was loud, proud, and well, it was awesome. And I, I thought that, I mean, not Normally that's there, reserved I, for NASCAR. Yeah. So I, I was going to say, I, not being there, but getting to watch the video of it. Right. What I thought was also really cool is then the, I guess, the stadium or, or whoever's running that, like, 
they proceeded to just launch the fireworks. Oh, fireworks! Just the right no, moment. yeah, like, yeah. Like we're not going to wait along. for her microphone to come back. No, we're this shooting was those fireworks off now. Yeah, this was yeah. gold. Yeah. I mean, I, if you wanted PR, this was a. I mean, aside from the moment, it was cool. Like I said, it was cool. They did the fireworks. I mean, it went like the nothing happened. Like it was supposed to be done that way. Yeah, it's, it's if, neat. if you can Google the video, it's all over. It was on Twitter the next day. It's on every mm-hmm. news outlet and show and everything like that. If you can Google it, because it it is it will give you chills even yeah. just watching. Yeah, you can go to DuckDuckGo too. You don't have to support you know dumpster fires like Google and Twitter. <laughs> Weird plug sponsored by DuckDuckGo apparently. <laughs> <laughs> now it was really it was it was, a, it was it was all over LinkedIn, which is not normally a place you right. post that, but that's how impactful all over it was. LinkedIn. Yeah, and and I think everybody was super proud of this city so i don't even know how that the team did whether they won or lost but it, that was lost by one yeah they lost the game but yeah. they won it one zero yeah. yeah it was, a, it was like the overrider they lost the game they won the day yeah exactly, exactly. the city yeah. won the day they recently <laughs> got their first America actual won win the day too. yes they did yeah I, I, I think they're like one in four now or something like that it's, mm-hmm. i mean it's a new team it's just an expansion team but very yeah. cool to have that in charlotte no, it, and it didn't. I mean, they got their one win. That's, that's pretty much what the Lions got, right? So, oh, maybe the last more. 50 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one win in 50 years. Well, things are looking up. They got hey, golf. The Wolverines <laughs> are in the, are the Sweet 16, and they weren't supposed to be there after yeah. Juan Howard punched someone. Yeah, in the was, face. yeah. So, slapped. I'll take the win. Yeah, I was, was going to send my punched. condolences out to, to UConn in Ohio. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Michigan State, too. It's rough. I hate Duke, too. You're in good company. They wasn't the UConn like a number two seed? Five. Five. 12. New Mexico State. You know, that basketball powerhouse. Powerhouse. <laughs> the, well, the only reference to New Mexico uh, that I even remember in my life was Explosive engineering and, and basketball every 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, the, the only thing that was more embarrassing was uh, Kentucky losing to St. Peter's. <laughs> nice. Uh, As you can tell, I'm a huge basketball fan. Yeah. yeah. Massive, <laughs> yeah. Brandon's That's all soccer. over it. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, ooh, that hurts. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. we are going to wrap up our final episode from the Whitewater Center. Thanks to them for, for hosting us and tolerating one? us. And We can never come back. We can never come back. Yeah. Brandon did something off-air that we won't discuss, but that's been great. If you <laughs> if you ever get a chance, come on out here. That's <laughs> <laughs> where you send us away with the All right, I'm trying. On, <laughs> if I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. Then I'd meet up with my friends. Head up to the game.